The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So we'll begin this meditation with first seeing about establishing some sense of stability and stillness in the meditation and then to use that stability as a platform for becoming aware of change, of impermanence. So stability begins with your posture and to give a little bit of attention to having a posture that expresses stability. For most people that means to sit up a little bit straighter than normally would, so that the spine, the vertebrae, have a little bit sense of alertness in them. And at the base of the spine, the sitting bones and the bottom touches a chair or the cushion, to feel a solid support there. As you exhale, to let go into the pull of gravity So you settle into your cushion, your chair. You feel some of the stability. For those sitting on the floor, partly the idea is that there's a wide base. They say the cross-legged position, it's kind of like sitting like a mountain wide base. A triangle coming up to the top of the head. And to sit with the stability of a mountain that's not going to be perturbed by the winds and the weather. It's there. might be possible to feel the substance of your body. A little bit the three-dimensional. Substance of bones and muscles and flesh and skin. Perhaps feeling the weight of your body. The fullness of it. The substantial nature of a human body. Your, your body sitting here. 
And seeing if there's some way for you that you can ground yourself in your body. Settle into your body. Where the stillness of your body offers a sense of stability. of groundedness. And then scanning through your body to see if there's any places in your body that you can relax. Soften. Is it possible to relax the muscles of the face? Soften around the forehead and the eyes. The jaw. Perhaps softening around the shoulders as you exhale. And perhaps softening in the belly. So the whole belly area relaxes, maybe hangs forward and down. And there's a settling of your whole body into the pelvic cavity, a grounding.
And then becoming aware of your body breathing. Noticing how breathing in and breathing out are two different experiences. And as you tune into your body breathing, maybe a little bit like you're turning the channels on the radio, turn the channel onto the breathing channel. And then see if you can gently steady your awareness, your attention on the alternating sensations of breathing in and breathing out. And to steady the attention on the breathing is to keep the awareness close to your breathing into a kind of still, steady hand of awareness. Stay there with as long a part of the in-breath as you can, as long as of the out-breath as you can, with as many cycles of breathing in and out as you can. Not worrying whatsoever how short that period is. Just being content that you have steadied yourself on the breathing just a little bit more than you would have if you were doing something else.
as you exhale, seeing if there's a way of relaxing or letting go into the exhale that steadies you, creates more stability within. And the experience of breathing is one of that that's one that continues through time. There's a constancy to breathing in and breathing out. And that continuity and constancy can be a support for stability or steadiness. by staying with the breathing, coming back to it as often as you can, you're less likely to give a lot of attention to other thoughts and ideas. Or you're less likely to be pulled into the world of your emotions, feelings. You will have thoughts and feelings, but they won't become the center stage because you're gently, lovingly keeping breathing center stage. The continuity of it, like a thread that runs through everything.
And if you find yourself thinking a lot, see if you can relax the thinking muscle. Soften any pressure or tightness in the brain or anywhere else associated with thinking. Maybe relaxing as you exhale. then staying with breathing. Let that be a continuous stream of attention on your breathing. But maybe a little bit like the breathing is in the background or somehow there at the same time, be aware of anything that arises in your experience that's new. Anything new that occurs, a sound, a feeling, a sensation, a thought. And don't linger with it, stay with your breathing, but just notice how many different things arise effortlessly, without any effort on your part, different things come into your awareness. Sound of a car, my voice, new sensation in your body, a new thought. And with your awareness open and relaxed, Notice how many new things just keep arising. New experiences, new sensations. And just stay open to this world of change and impermanence as things arise and they pass. Be aware of their arising.
And then become aware also of how things end, cease. They rise and they pass. Sound of a car rises, is there for a while, at some point it's gone. The leaf blower sound is gone. Some of the thoughts you had a while ago are gone, for now. Maybe some of the sensations you had are gone, for now. Without thinking about it so much, notice how things arise and things pass. still the awareness is, or still you are, the more you'll be aware of arising and passing of things. The arising and passing of breathing. All the sensations that make up the experience of breathing those sensations arise and they pass. Not everything will be experienced as arising and passing, but for now, just tune in to that part of your experience where you can feel and sense, observe what arises and passes in your experience.
And in the last few minutes of this sitting, if you want, you can let go of any in- intentional effort to be with your breathing. And see if for a couple of minutes you can relax into experiencing only the arising and passing of things. Notice what comes into awareness almost effortlessly because it just arises. Unplanned, unexpected, a new sound, a new sensation, whatever. And also notice what has left. It's no longer here. And then taking a few long, slow, deep breaths, feeling your body. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So there's a tendency that the more agitated the mind is, the more we tend to live in concepts and ideas. And the more we live in concepts and ideas, the more we live in a world where things are constant or not necessarily permanent, but they kind of stay kind of solid for a while. So for example, um, if I'm concerned that um, I just don't look like a you know, well-meaning, competent Dharma teacher because I wear glasses or my hair's too short. And I'm really, you know, caught up, impassioned with this idea of, you know, how I look and I look the wrong way. And, you know, there's another way that Dharma teachers are supposed to look and I'm not that and, you know, that, and, you know, and what I'm looking that idea of the concept of what I look at, the con- of what I look like, and the concept of my glasses and my hair and all that, 
those have certain kind of stability in my mind. Like I, I, my image of it doesn't change much. It's like this is how it is. But if I don't have concepts and ideas, then direct experience is actually in constantly changing, arising, and passing. Um, you know, if I'm not thinking about my glasses, person, I'm a person with glasses, but I'm closing my eyes and feeling what, it's gla- what the weight of the glasses is like on my nose and what it's like on my back of my ears, top of my ears here, then I become aware that there are feelings of a little bit of heaviness, a little bit of tightness right there right now, and um, pressure and variety of things. And those little sensations are coming and going. They're flashing in and out of existence. They're not constantly there. Um, and those sensations I can see it's changing, whereas if I'm agitated and caught up in my image and my idea, there's a kind of, you know, it feels more stable, that idea. It's like, this is who I am. And so um, as the mind, so there's a tendency, there's a kind of a reversal that the more agitated the mind is with its thoughts and concerns, the more it tends to relate functionally as if things are permanent or solid or continuous. The more stable and quiet awareness as the mind is, the more we tend to be not in concepts and ideas, and the more we're in the direct experience, we tend to see things as arising and passing and changing all the time. And the more inner stability we have, the more inner steadiness and stillness we have, the more we actually can be sensitive, it's like it becomes like a backdrop. We start seeing change all over the place, because that's all there really is, is change all the, all the time. Unless we have concepts, ideas, that hold things in place in a certain way. So one of the functions of Buddhist practice is to create the stability, the steadiness, that um, allows impermanence to be revealed. So the function of the practice is to create stability. The function of the practice is not to, we're not responsible for making things impermanent and, you know, or necessarily of seeing it that way. Um, it just becomes a natural outcome when the mind gets quiet and steady enough that you'll start seeing things are, in the moment are changing all the time. And in fact, the stiller and stiller the mind gets, the quicker the pace of change becomes. The more, more this, and quieter the mind, stiller the mind becomes, the less and less it's operating from ideas and concepts, even the innocent concepts you know, simple recognition of what something is, that the object it is, what it is, or that's a car. Um, it just, and you start feeling that the sound of the car itself, it doesn't just simply start and then persist for five seconds until it drives away and then it goes away. You start noticing that in that range, when that car sound is there, the car sound itself is arising and passing very quickly. Um, you don't have to f- strain to feel, hear that, because the mind is so still, that's what's heard. Does that make some sense? So what was it like to do that meditation? Uh, trying to uh, emphasize stability, steadiness in the first half, and then to become aware of things arising and passing in the second half of the sitting. Um, what was it like to have that order of things, to start with stability and then open to change. What was that like? How would that work for you? Is that interesting for you? And so. and it, nice if you say your name when you speak.
Hi, I'm Amy. And uh, when I was doing it, I noticed that getting centered and getting stable in the beginning helped me when those thoughts came up, letting them go with dispassion, not thinking, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that. I have to get rid of it. It was very calm when I, when I was uh, stable. They didn't evoke emotions. They were just objects that I dropped. And it was a lot easier to let them go hmm. and feel that release. And so because you had that stability. Yes. And you kind of, kind of have a grounding. You had a place yes. to be. Yes. As opposed to, I think for some people, the place to be is in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then it's harder to let go of them, right? But if, you're, if you have a place you feel at home and comfortable here, that's more interesting than your thoughts. Is, is that kind of what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. They didn't grab me and hook me mm-hmm. the way they usually do. Great. I had a place to be. So they, they, were, they just passed by and they tried and they just couldn't get a good grip. Great. And so it and so, was, it was so really the, good. the benefit of that or the side effect of that <clears throat> is that then you're much more aware that those thoughts are, are impermanent. They come and they go as opposed to, you know, you were stuck on that thought. But, oh, it just came and it went. They have this impermanent nature. Great. Thank you. Someone else? And anything's interesting. If it didn't work, if the whole meditation was a disaster, (laughs) you know, or just you were irritated by this guy who keeps talking... It's just nice to hear kind of the range. It's usually a range of, uh, of responses to this. And it, all, the, all the responses are, are fine. It's just nice to hear what they are. Um, I'm Trudy. <clears throat> and I noticed that the, um, the lawnmower and the traffic, um, I had a neutral attention on it. It was there and there was some attention, but it wasn't diverting. And then um, something came up that I, I didn't realize how strongly I felt about it, but it was a, a negative grabbing thought. And uh, I let it go eventually, but it wasn't what I would hope for in this exercise. Uh-huh. So, when you, so, you, so you were able to let go eventually, but when you grabbed onto it, then there was no... You didn't see that as being impermanent. That was pretty solid. Correct. Uh-huh. Great. I'm Sally. Um, I had a different experience of the, of the con- continuity of the breath being a place of safety and refuge. And so... I had occasional thoughts that arose that normally would create a lot of anxiety, and they just kind of passed through because I felt that underlying stability of the breath. With the breathing, the constancy, the thread moving through it all. Uh huh. I call it the great lubricant <laughs> because it keeps things from getting kind of uh, rusty or stuck up there. Great, lovely. The breathing is a very interesting object for meditation because it can both provide stability and constancy. And there's a kind of constancy of breathing over time. 
but also it, it, it itself is arising and passing. So it provides both stability and experience of change. So <clears throat> maybe you could address a question I have around uh, choosing where to place our attention on the breath. Uh -huh. Recently I've been practicing with, most of my practice has been full body, uh, expanding, ceasing. And recently I've been going just to the airflow of the nostrils, which is, in my experience at this point, much more challenging to stay present with. It tends to fade away. Mm -hmm. So it's arising. There's an attention to it, and then it's gone. Right. But I still attempt to sort of hold my attention in the area. Uh-huh. So um, I'd be curious what your thoughts are on that. Because you, 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 in your meditation, you kept referring to the body. Yeah. And this is a bit disembodied. It's yeah. not entirely, but... Yeah. Yeah, there, More so. are, there are lots of uh, meditators who find it very useful to keep their attention right at the nostril, at the top of the lip, and feeling the air, the air flow as they breathe in and out. <clears throat> seems to be very useful for some people. Uh, I tend to have a certain pref uh, preference for experiencing the breathing in the torso. The, it's uh, sometimes a little bit easier. It's, it's, big, it's a, a little bit coarser, bigger sensations, movement. And also, um, our torso is the house of uh, houses more of our emotional and affective life. More goes on there than the tip of our nose. So that way, you kind of we're kind of working a bigger field of who we are at the same time. But in terms of uh, paying attention to here, that uh, one of the thing, one of the ways one option people have is when when it gets really faint, the sensations connected to the airflow. Um, there might, uh, because of the sensitivity has gotten quite heightened, uh, there are other sensations there that are independent of the, of the airflow. And so you would just linger with those other sensations and just let them play until the airflow sensations come back. And not worry about it, it's not directly connected to the airflow. And then sometimes the breathing can stop entirely and um, for periods of time, and then it's just it's kind of heightened kind of vibration and tingling, and because there's so much focus in that area. That make sense? Okay. So, um, I'm Sally, and um, so as the experience was it was great actually. Um, so, including, you know, starting to with the, the subtleness and the, the kind of the baseline, I guess, of my breathing as an analogy, and then starting to add more and watching the thing, things come in, and then I was maybe getting a little pleased with myself, I think, and then it just evaporated. It all just evaporated into a thought, uh -huh. you know, and I was just so into the thought, and then, you know, eventually noticed that I was so into the thought and kind of came back to the baseline of the breathing. And uh -huh. So that went on for a while, but it was, nice. it was great. Yeah. Nice.
How many of you felt that uh, that meditation gave you appreciation of how stability uh, uh, supports the, uh, being able to see change and impermanence? Some of you? Mm-hmm. And um, I think in a certain kind of logic, it seems uh, counterintuitive that, that should be the case, right? That um <coughs> Yes. I'm Bill. And so during the second half of the meditation, I made uh, a distinct point of noticing uh, sounds outside as they came and went, um, and uh, my thoughts as they came and went. Uh, so I could notice the impermanence uh-huh. and the constant change. And uh, what I found pleasurable about that is is that uh, it, it was kind of uh, an illustrative of what life is like, and it just made me feel more alive, more, more noticing mm. that I'm alive, mm. uh, which was a very nice thing to notice. Mm. So a greater sense of vitality and yes. life and that. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, yeah, the... Um, Appreciation. Turns out the only place we can be alive is in the present moment. So if you want to really appreciate that, uh, to really be in the present moment, you'll, what you'll feel, what you'll, the experience of life is one of constant change when the, in the moment. And um, it's when we're in the past and the future that there tends to be a greater sense of stability, a kind of idea of the world just doesn't change or something. One more, yes. I'm Gail. Um, I'm just noticing uh, compassion arise uh, with noticing how the mind s- seems to really want to grab onto concepts uh, for a sense of stability and greater sense that it's just looking in the wrong place. Mm. <laughs> and, nice. And that so much um, suffering comes out of out of this um, uh, grasping for stability in 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 the wrong place. Nice, nice, yeah. So if you can carry your stability with you in your body and heart and mind here, um, then we're not going to depend on stability so much around us and outside of us, which which is um, hard to guarantee. That really comes through. Thank you. Great. Thank you. So um, I think we can do one more meditation before lunch. Hopefully people are not too hungry. But I thought we should take a little break first. So I don't know how long a break we need this time around, but can we, maybe we can do it in 10 minutes. If some of you have already emptied your bladder last time. And, and uh, to stretch and do what you need to do. And we'll start in here in 10 minutes.